Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Pam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee. Hi, I'm Renee and she is Tam. Hey, hey Renee. Hey Tam, how are you? I'm doing great. What's up with you? How was your weekend? The weekend was absolutely fantastic. I I really didn't do much actually considering a lot of the stuff that I normally do and that I think most of our listeners know what I do, but it was really low-key. I stayed in town and around in the uh, Los Angeles area, and uh, I just hung around and didn't do much of anything. My weekend was very low-key, and I know this is going to come to a shock to most of you NASCAR fans, but I was actually happy it was no racing. (laughs) I'm being honest. I'm exhausted. I think I'm NASCAR burnt out, talked out, and I'm like, dude, it's only the Six race. I know. And I think a lot of that is because I'm living a NASCAR life. Like, I'm not a driver's wife. I'm not a driver. I don't work for NASCAR. But this has become a 24-7 situation for me. And to Mm -hmm. put it in perspective, most of you all know that I write for the drive. When I'm not writing for the drive, I'm either editing the podcast or I am doing the Twitter chat that we host on Mondays at 7 p.m. Or I'm researching stories to post for you guys online. And this particular weekend, I also jumped on another podcast and talked some NASCAR with my main guy, Cliff, from Right Side's only radio racing podcast. We also had Kenny from the Provisional Podcast. You guys know Front Row Kenny. He comes on this show sometimes. And we had Sherwin from PETM Racing Podcast. Oh, Mr. And, Sherwin. Yeah. And the ironic thing is that I really thought that the podcast was going to be 30 minutes. And I guess when you put <laughs> four people... Oh, and Brandon also, another guy from another podcast was on for the first 15 or so minutes, but he had to get off because he wanted to go watch the NCAA wow, game. Wow, I feel so left out. <laughs> well, <laughs> I will tell you... I thought we were going to be on for 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. and the call went for an hour and 45 minutes. When you put four people on the phone that talk NASCAR, we're going to talk NASCAR. Wow, that's almost two hours of all things NASCAR. Yeah, so you guys make sure to check it out. You can go to the Right Size Only Radio podcast Twitter account, which is user Right Sides Radio, and that's S-I-D-E-S, so size with an S, radio. You guys, check out Cliff. Say, hey, listen to his podcast. He's very knowledgeable, just as Sherwin is knowledgeable and Kenny. We all offer something different. It was a treat to actually be on. And we went in depth. Like, our conversation was some real NASCAR talk. And just talk from our side of view as podcasters, as fans, as media. Of course, I asked a couple of questions that got everybody riled up because Mm -hmm. that's what I do. If we don't talk a lot on this podcast, it's because I'm talked out. But I'm not going to not talk about Clint Boyer because I promised all of our Twitter followers that this entire episode was going to be about Clint Boyer. And I'm going to do my best to talk about Clint Boyer. Oh, and one last thing. I did have an opportunity to go to the Michigan and Florida State game. Thanks to Buick. So I want to shout Buick out for 
giving me some complimentary tickets that were most excellent. I mean, I was sitting right there in the thick of the action, met a couple of new people and cheered for Michigan. And no, I didn't go to Michigan, but going into the game, I was like, oh, I'm going to cheer for Michigan. When I got to the game and I saw 90% of the fans were Michigan fans, I was like, I'm going to cheer for Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) Although the four guys behind me were actually Florida State fans and they kept the stands lit. They were riled up all the way until the last 15 seconds. I was like, oh, it got quiet. I looked back because they had left. Left. They got out the arena. Now, this is the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've always been a fan of Chris Weber and that whole Fab Five years ago. And I think... I would have loved to have gone to that game and well, totally would have cheered for the Wolverines. I asked you if you wanted to go. I know. We talked about that uh, outside the show. And if uh, <laughs> our listeners don't know, I never got the text message. She goes, oh, you know, I sent you a text message to asking you if you wanted to go to the Michigan, Florida State. And I'm like, the NCAA? I go, and I'm looking at my phone, you guys, and I have no text messages whatsoever. And I'm thinking, okay, why didn't I get this text message? <laughs> You know, I always think about you. You're my partner in crime. But I believe it. I I know you did send it. I know you did. And you you didn't have to show me, but I I believe that you sent it. But for some reason, my phone didn't work. Now, can you imagine if we would have been on any other circumstances and you were trying to ask me where I was or we were dating and I said, I didn't get that text message. (laughs) Well, that actually happened to me. And me and that guy are no longer. Oh, yeah. We did talk about this. Yeah. Because of message. He said he texts me. And then I was like, we're too grown to be texting. Yep, and yep, then he yep. got defensive. He was, he was like, well, I'm not going to let anybody attack my character. <laughs> Wait, hold up, dude. <laughs> I just said that we're too old to be texting. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Anyway. Let's jump into some NASCAR talk. Let's jump into some Clint Boyer talk because this episode is going to be super short because it's going to be all about Clint Boyer. If you don't know why, maybe you are at work. But Clint Boyer won at Martinsville. The race was delayed. All of you guys know that. That's why I said at the beginning of the podcast, I was very glad that there weren't any races. Well, there was a 23 lapper in terms of the truck race, but I don't really mess with truck racing like that. Mm -hmm. But I will occasionally watch it. But that was delayed due to weather. And then what it, well, it was going to be postponed to Sunday. We were going to have a double header on Sunday, a truck race and a cup race. But then that turned into Monday because NASCAR made a last minute. It was an early morning call. So it wasn't a last minute late night call Mm -hmm. because it was an early morning call. They called it at seven o'clock that we were going to race on Monday. Monday, I would have liked for us to race prime time on Monday, but that didn't happen. So breaking down the top 10 from Martinsville. Clint Boyer won. You know what? Give me a damn beer. (laughs) I don't even drink beer, but if you guys (laughs) watch any other coverage, Clint Boyer, one of the first things he asked for was a beer. Clint Boyer won. Kyle Busch. Once again. Second place. Ryan Blaney, who actually led over 100 laps. He came in third. Martin Truex Jr., fourth. Kevin Harvick, fifth. Joey Logano, six. Alex Bowman, seven. Mm. Great to see the young guy yeah. come in top 10. There was some talk about him, the simulator clean, because right. that's, I can't say he learned how to race on a simulator, but he is excellent on the mm. simulator. So great to see him apply some of what he learned 
on the computer on right. the track. And AJ Armendinger, who most always, everybody always says how great he is yeah. at short tracks and on road courses, but I'm like, his wins don't reflect all that, but that's AJ another story. But nice a- yeah, see. AJ is was in eighth. Chase Elliott, top 10 in ninth mm-hmm. place. And Brad Keselowski in 10th. Ironically, since we read off two of the Hendrick Motorsports guys, Alex Bowman and Chase, I just wanted to touch on the fact Jimmy Johnson did not come in the top 10. Yeah. Nor did William Byron. Now, it's not such a shocker for William Byron, mm-hmm. but it is for Jimmy Johnson. Right. Okay, enough about that. I'm, I do want to break down the standings, but we need to talk about Clint Boyer first and foremost. Well, how about that, Clint? You know, Tam, you texted me earlier, and you're right. I didn't get to watch the race because I was doing stuff all day. All I remember is getting a text message from you that said, in bold letters, that your boy, Clint Boyer, messed around and won a race. (laughs) And I immediately pulled over. I had to look up some highlights. I had to, what? I was floored, but I was so happy because... We had talked about this so many times that it would be nice to see Clint Boyer back in victory lane soon. And the day has come. And I am just overly whelmed with happiness and joy to see Clint Boyer, his whole team. And then just to see the way his family was there, just to, able to share that moment again with him. It, uh, we're talking about 190 races, Tam. Without a win. Amazing. I think it was like five years and five months or something like that, yep. which is just absolutely bananas. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the only other people who have gone that winless were, I think, Trevor Bain and somebody else has not won a race yep. in a while. When we think of Clint Boyer, we don't think of, well, I guess that we were for a long time thinking winless, but now it's like, you know, he's a veteran driver. So think of wins, like just think about. Brad Keselowski not winning a race in yeah. 190 races. That's just... I can't, I, yeah, I, so I can't see that. I knew that Clint Boyer hadn't won a race in a while, but I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. That is a very long time. Because we race 36 times a year, and it was 190. And like I said, I believe mm. it was five years and five months or something like that. <laughs> That's, That's just so, bananas. It is. It's a long time. You have to think about... Am I going to ever win another race? Should I just go ahead and hang it up? Should I just call it a day? And should I just retire and walk away and just be be content with my career and what I've done and what I've accomplished rather than what I haven't accomplished? I'm sure Boyer had to have thought about that at some point. Or maybe he didn't. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. Well, he did make some comments about not necessarily, I don't want to use the word self-doubt. But along those lines where he was kind of questioning whether he would ever get back. Yeah, but to the that. fact that uh, that Tony Stewart, you know, handpicked him to drive his car after he retired. I think that lit another fire underneath his belt and uh, probably gave him some mental motivation to really like get a second win and go, look, I, you know what, Tony, I'm going to do this for you and I'm, I'm going to do my best to bring home a win. And you know what? I'm I'm glad to see that. And and as we talked about before we started the podcast, we did mention how Tony Stewart wasn't at the track. I know. That was disappointing for me. And I'm sure it was for Tony because Tony's my guy. Yeah. And, and you like both of those guys. Yeah. You, you, I mean. You like Smoke and, and uh, Clint Boyer. Yeah. 
So you guys may not know this, but I'm not too keen on interviewing drivers. I have ample opportunities to interview drivers and I have interviewed, ooh, I've interviewed Bubba twice, Joey Logano, Jamie McMurray, Dale Jr., Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman. I've interviewed my share of drivers. Ironically, I'm not that keen on, not not at this point or what I'm trying to do, because right. I'm really pro fans. I really want to talk to fans. And because I'm into branding, I've been toying with the idea of maybe trying to interview people that are in marketing, PR, along that lines in the future. But Clint was the only driver that I was like, dude, I have to interview him point blank. And I I wanted to interview Tony and that never happened, but I had to interview Clint Boyer. And thankfully last year Ford made that happen where Clint and I literally just sat outside the trailer, Mm -hmm. the motorhome with two chairs and talked. And that interview can actually be found, I believe it's, some of it may be on allturnsnobraids.com. A portion of it is on mankindunplugged.com, which is a men's lifestyle website that I have. And then the full interview is on, oh, that's actually when I was writing for Beyond the Flag. Mm -hmm. I'm going to post that so you guys can see that interview because it was pretty good. And then we did some uh, audio portion of it on this show. But saying all that to say, it really was one of the highlights of everything NASCAR for me because Clint, no matter what you think about him, he is just super cool. I mean, I felt like I was putting back some beers in a bar when I was talking to him and I don't even drink. Saying all that to say, getting back, is that I would have liked to see Tony at the track while Clint was celebrating because the vibe of those two together would have just been a little bit too much. I mean, as it is now, I'll just read off some of the quotes from Clint Boyer. Let's do that. Kelly Crandall had actually reported that Clint Boyer said, I wanted that damn clock. How we get it home, I'm going to ratchet strap it to the SUV, (laughs) but it's coming home. Yes. (laughs) Now, that's Clint Boyer. And then Matt Weaver actually quoted Clint Boyer as saying, we're going to be the dang Clampus. We're going to strap the clock to a van. And if you guys don't know, the Clampus are from... Beverly Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, the Beverly Hillbillies. And that's so typical. And you're dating us again, but it's okay. (laughs) Well, everybody should know the Beverly Hillbillies because they had a spinoff. Well, they did. Well, it wasn't a a spinoff, but it was a a remake. Right. Okay, last week we talked about Roseanne, or week before last, now we're talking about the Beverly Hillbillies. (laughs) Did you watch The Walking Dead? No, I did not. I did. Okay. Okay. That's something current. There you go. It is current. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, those were just some of the comments. I mean... You he know, even was like in Victory Lane live on TV and was like, give me one of those damn beers. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like because, that's Clint Boyer. Yeah, that's what's so great about Clint. And because, you know, if Smoke would have been there, Tam, they might have finished a bottle of tequila in Victory Lane as well. You know, because that is the kind of party that Smoke brings to the table and Clint Boyer brings to the table. Their personalities are so amazing that those two, I can't imagine what it would have been like in Victory Lane had Tony Stewart been there. For our listeners, you can't see me, but you can hear this noise. I'm rubbing my two hands together because I'm salivating, thinking about the fact that Clint Boyer will be at Champions Week. Yeah. And what made me really think about it was when Renee just talked about smoke and the tequila. Because Jimmy Johnson... 
took a swig. Oh, you yeah. Know, that's, you took a hit of that. I, I'm sure because some are. Well, a lot of our listeners aren't from the South, but I'm not from the South either. But I used the word swig. Took right. it to the head. Took a yeah. little swig. Do you guys even know what I'm referring to? If you don't, I'm referring to not this year, but last year, Tony right. Stewart's last year before he retired. He made the what was called the chase at that time, the You're playoffs. Right. And he was in Las Vegas for Champions Week, and all the drivers were on stage. And was it Jimmy who came out with the tequila? Um, Because I feel oh, like Smoke right. came so, out somebody, with a red cup. And then Jimmy. Yeah, he just had the red cup, but yeah. then somebody actually brought out the It was the bottle. Jimmy, and then they passed it around, and Kurt Busch took a yeah. swig. Mm-hmm. And of course, Jamie McMurray was like, no, because yeah. he's like, you know. Germaphobe. <laughs> and. Carl Edwards did not. Yeah. And then, oh, that was before. He pretended like he was going to do it, and then yeah. he didn't. That was before Chase Elliott had just turned 21, yeah. but he refused. Dude, yeah. But, of course, Kurt, that's, I mean, Kurt and, and Smoke, that was it. Yeah. But saying all that to say, <laughs> I'm excited yep. for Champions Week this year to I see know. my man Clint Boyer. It's going to be Fab-tabulous. Yeah. Not fantastic and not fabulous, but fab-tabulous. I, I, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall wherever Tony Stewart was when Clint Boyer won that race because I wanted to know what his reaction would be. I'm sure Tony Stewart was kicking himself in the butt by not being at the track. Now, what, for whatever reason that he wasn't at the track, I'm sure it was for something business or personal. And I'm sure he, he had the right to not be there for whatever it was. But you know he was probably hating life. That he but, wasn't there. Well, a lot of people weren't there because well, of the damn weather. Ironically, and I like, I'm, okay, that's my new word for this podcast, ironically, if you guys don't know. Sometimes I'll pick up a word and wear it out. <laughs> uh, I told you this story. So I turned on the race. Well, the race was already on because of the truck race. And I think I switched the channel for a hot second, but I turned back to Fox Sports 1. Went in the kitchen and was like, oh, well, I'll get something to eat before the race comes on. Went back, watched probably the first 10 laps, and then I went back in the kitchen. And then I walked outside and started watering the front yard. And I was like, just, you know, enjoying the nice, the weather was nice in California. It was beautiful today here in Southern California. I mean, I was just out there watering the lawn and I was like, wait, the race is on. I don't know. I just zoned out. (laughs) You forgot about it. Yeah, it's Monday. I Nobody know. thinks about NASCAR on a Monday, not a race. You, you know, you brought up a, a question earlier about, you know, should have should have the race, you know, been done uh, at prime time. I, I wish it would have. Not because I'm a NASCAR fan, but maybe I'm being a little biased, but I would have liked to have seen it. But I think NASCAR should have maybe put it on prime time because it, you never know. I mean, it's Monday. You know, uh, um, there's not a whole lot of sports like going on to the point where you're like, it's must-see TV. Why not put the race during primetime? You know what I mean? It, you never know. Clint Boyer in primetime, the FCC would have been NASCAR. He didn't drop any F-bombs or anything like no. that. but he Surprisingly, well, he kept They're it actually doing a truck race. They cut to one of the crew chiefs. I forgot which driver they were talking to, but they caught him saying bullshit. And I believe it was Michael Waltrip who apologized and was like, oh, sorry for our listeners at home. And then I posted a question on Twitter. Can you say bullshit? Because I hear a lot of the B word. There are a lot of words that I hear on TV now than when we, during our age, you didn't say those words. Oh, yeah. But now I feel like anything goes. 
And Clint was just so happy with his beer. Maybe that would have been like, wait, you know, I don't know. I think they might have thought it was too risque to even try. They're yeah. like, we don't want to risk it. Well, to wrap it up, although I did step out to water my front lawn, I'm glad I stepped back in to see Clint Boyer win. Admittedly, I didn't find the race that interesting until Clint Boyer took over. And he took over with so many laps left, I still was like, is this too good to be true? But as the laps started to wind down, I was like, holy crap, Clint Mm -hmm. Boyer can do this. I believe we have one caution that saved him because he was, he had gas for maybe 10 more laps. So when that caution came out, that helped him. And I believe it was one other caution. Forgive me if I'm not 100% sure on this. But saying that to say, as this started to get closer and closer, I was like, holy crap, holy crap, holy, Clint Boyer, holy crap. Yeah. And then he won. One thing I want to say, and this again comes from Matt Weaver. Matt Weaver said that Clint Boyer says this is the first time since way back he felt confident that he can race for a championship all the way to the end of the season. Yeah. I like to hear that. And I think it's just a matter of time. You got Clint Boyer clicking. You have Kevin Harvick clicking. Kurt is what it's going to be. And what's his name? I almost said AJ Armadinger. Eric. Eric Amarola. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see how it plays. Come on, get it together. Yeah, but I I do see Stuart Haas doing something. Yeah. And you know, with Kyle Busch finishing second as many times as he has already, I mean, don't be surprised if you see Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin in, in victory lane soon either. So you're I saying mean, they, that they, the Joe Gibbs teams may... Yes, I definitely see the uh, the two JGR drivers uh, winning a race uh, soon too. They're driving really well. So, I mean, well, all of these drivers are driving really well. Even the All Stuart the Oscar. veteran drivers yes. are driving very well. Very most good excellently. point. Very good point. I mean, point. not that Ryan Blaney wasn't third and mixing it up, yeah. but it's almost like the veteran drivers are out to prove something. Yeah. Like maybe they're Ever offended. since Daytona. Yeah, but maybe they're offended by that commercial, the you one know, that Kyle Busch. That's right. And speaking of Kyle Busch, so let me read off the standings and then I want to jump into a little bit of Kyle Busch talk and then we'll wrap it up because as promised, this right. episode is only supposed to be about Clint Boyer, but obviously we're going to talk about other things. As it is today, Kyle Busch is in the top spot in the standings. Truex Jr. is in second. Ryan Blaney is in third. Joey Logano, fourth. Brad Kozlowski, fifth. Denny Hamlin, sixth. Kevin Harvick, seventh. Clint Boyer, 8th, Kyle Larson, ninth, and Kurt Busch, 10th. A few things that I've noticed from the, what I just read. Mm-hmm. Almost every single person that's in the top 10 is a veteran, with the exception of Blaney. Wow. Ironically, I'm sure somebody out there didn't click to them. They're like, wait, Kevin Harvick won three races, so why isn't he, that. he in the top spot? Well, you guys remember he had the penalty where they deducted the points from him for mm, the, the window, window, the slant, mm. yeah, slanted yeah, window. Yeah. That's why he's not in the number one spot. But it still seems a little weird. He's only in seventh. Yeah. you think he'd at least be second. Yeah, or I third. Mean, the fact that Kyle Busch has come in second like a handful of times already. Wow. And he's in first. And Kevin Harvick is in seventh. See, that's what's crazy about the point stand. We go through this every year. We look at that list every single year, Tam, and we're like beside ourselves. It's how can... Somebody who has X amount of races not even be in the top five, but somebody who hasn't won a race 
but wins all these stages or wins all these second place finishes is in the top spot. The ironic thing about that <laughs> is if you notice, okay, we've had six races. Kevin Harvick's won three. Mm-hmm. Clint Boyer's won a race. And who else won a race? Um, oh, my goodness. It was on the tip of my tongue. Well, Dylan won the Daytona. Yeah, who won? Oh, and Clint. Okay, so Clint's won a race. Okay, let's backtrack. Follow us, audience. Harvick's won three races. Mm -hmm. Truex Jr.'s won a race. Right. And Clint Boyer now has won at Martinsville. The other person is Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon. So my point of saying all that before I got a little confused on who actually won is that Austin Dillon won, but he's not winning in the point standings. Right. And it's crazy he's not in the top 10, even though he won a race. Race. So that just goes to show you the rest of his races haven't been that good. Austin Dillon, for those who are wondering, is 13th in Mm. the driver's standings. Wow. That's kind of something to digest. You won a race, but you're not even in the top 10 in points. But then you have somebody like Kyle Busch, who hasn't won a race, who's in the number one spot. Blaney hasn't won a race, and he's third. Logano, Brad, Denny, Larson, and Kurt haven't won a race, but they're also in the top 10. Wow. On that note, should we jump back into some more Clint Boyer talk? Should we wrap it up? Well, we can uh, oh, finish Kyle off. Kyle Busch? Yeah. Kyle Busch. There was some conversation about, I forgot, who, who was it? Hollywood Jeff. Somebody said they thought that Kyle Busch was intimidated by Stuart House. Um... I don't know. I wouldn't say I can't. That, well, not intimidated. So let me back up because I don't want to misquote somebody that he that they were in his head. Oh, okay. That was the correct. I, you quote. know, I I I don't believe that. I I, I don't agree with that at all. I, I think as long as me and you have been talking NASCAR, watching NASCAR, knowing most of these drivers, watching these drivers over the years, I can't imagine anything being in Kyle Busch's head other than Kyle Busch. I think if there's anything holding back Kyle Busch from winning a race so, so far this year, and it's still early, it's it's only because he's in his own way. I don't ever see another driver or anything else getting into Kyle's head unless it's something for motivation for him to use to either want to finish a race uh, on a good note or win the race. But as me and you know, he's upset already at the fact that he hasn't won a race and he keeps finishing second. So it's frustrating to him. And he said it more times than none that it's frustrating knowing that you got a good car. You know that they have a good car to win a race and they, they just fall short for whatever reason it is. For whatever reason, it's a, a pit, a, a pit crew's problem or his own problem, making his own mistakes or whatnot. The fact that he keeps coming in second is frustrating to him. Because he can taste victory late. It's right there, Tim. And for some reason, he he just can't finish the race. He is going to win a race. Yeah. Because he's Kyle Bush. What's going on now? I don't know. But it's not like he's not in... I mean, Ricky Bob... No. What is... I always misquote Talladega. I've seen that Ricky movie a hundred times. Right. But if you're not first, you're last. Yes, exactly. And I think that's his approach. Yeah. But granted, he's in the top spot in standings. If the playoffs started today, he's in. He's yeah. good. But he's not winning. On that note, I'll jump to our fan comment of the week because we're going to wrap it up. And the fan comment of the week actually has something to do with Kyle Bush. This was taken from our Twitter chat, which was short today because there, it was a little empty. Or It wasn't empty. It just kind of started slow. Yeah. Not 
what we're used to. Usually you guys are in there. But I felt like because the race was on Monday and not Sunday, it kind of threw a lot of people off. So hopefully for those who listen to this podcast and that joins us every Monday, mm-hmm. we want to see you next Monday. Well, actually, no, we won't see you guys next Monday because oh, that's right. we're taking a vacation. Right. We're we, gonna... we hopping with the Easter bunny. That's right. We're taking <laughs> Easter off. <laughs> we may do. We may jump on and do some type of live thing on Twitter and or, or Periscope and Instagram, but there will be no podcast next week. Uh, and after that, it's Texas. So we may, during our live broadcast, if we decide to jump on, we'll give you guys our predictions for Texas. We post a question on Twitter. Since you all love to hate Kyle Bush, we will leave you with this tweet and a quote from Hollywood Jeff who said, Stuart House Racing is getting in Kyle Bush's head. What are your thoughts? And we also added the comment or added a comment from Ryan Eversley on Twitter. His user is Ryan E-V-E-R-S-L-E. He wrote, Martin Truex Jr. is a classy guy. Do finish fourth and all he talks about is how Boyer's been through tough times and how he thinks it's cool to see him win with his kids in Victory Circle. Oh, I thought it was Victory Lane, but he says Victory, Victory Circle. Circle. Mm-hmm. But technically, it could be Victory Circle because at Martinsville, there is no Victory Lane. That's right. It's the track. That's actually a good point. Okay. Moving on with his comment. He <laughs> says, Kyle Bush looked like someone kicked his dog and he finished second. Yeah. That was the comment as well as the quote from Hollywood Jeff. And I'll just read off some responses from people who chimed in. Mm-hmm. Patrick R. Drone, who, thank you, Patrick, for always participating each week in the Twitter chat. Patrick writes, I respect Hammond and his opinion, but he's out of his damn mind if he thinks SHR is getting in Kyle Bush's head. He knows he and that team can win races and they will soon. Kobe, who's also one of our great, 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 I don't know I don't, if that's the word, great, great, great. But he's a good friend to the show. He listens yeah. to the show every week and he chimes Thanks, in Kobe. to our Twitter chat. Kobe responded and said, we all know that Kyle Bush hates, and he put that in capital letters, Kyle Bush hates losing more than any other driver in the sport. He's a fierce competitor and I respect that. It must be frustrating, but JGR We'll have to continue searching for the sweet spot in the setups. Hashtag NASCAR. So that's what the fans think about Hollywood Jeff's comment about Bush and SHR as in Stuart Haas Racing. Yeah. What I think is that Kyle Bush, all that guy does is win and he entertains me. I don't get why people hate him. But yeah, that's just me. I, I'm I'm going to agree with you on that, and I'm going to second that motion. He does win, win, win. And the fact that he just keeps coming in second doesn't mean anything to me. It's going to be a matter of time, Tam, before he rattles off probably several r- wins in a row. Uh, maybe not Kevin Harvick's status with the trifecta or the turkey, but uh, he will win uh, a handful of races this year for sure. I will almost guarantee that. However... Well, I do agree also with you that, you know, he, he does it for me. I like his personality. His personality is good for NASCAR. I think NASCAR needs guys like Kyle Busch, Clint Boyer, guys like that, which is another reason why we both miss smoke. Just the personality of that kind of guy, 
and driver in your car. I love seeing that, Tam. Uh, I love watching NASCAR because of that. Haters are going to hate. And those are in the great, <laughs> the great, the words of the great Kyle Busch. Exactly. Haters are going to hate. Ironically, that's the word for this podcast. Somebody posted the video of Tony and Joy Logano. Uh, I believe it was Saturday or Sunday from when they got into it. And Tony was like, I'm going to whip his little ass. <laughs> and I just thought about, I missed that. Yeah. There was a seriously. little confrontation. And we're wrapping up the podcast. But there was a little bump and run that was going on with Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin. Yeah. And Denny basically was like classy, you know, he was talking to the media and he kind of, you know, I guess being sarcastically saying very classy, but not really classy of Kevin Harvick right. and that it kind of took him out the race. But I loved it. Like, you know, as one commenter said, they they expected more bump and run. Yeah. It's well, Martinsville. It's, it's right. a, short, it's a track. short track. I mean, especially on a short yeah. track like that. That's you, probably... You- but that's probably why I went outside and watered my lawn because there wasn't much going on. But okay. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, that is our podcast for the day. It's short, sweet, and simple, but straight to the point. And uh, we always love you guys coming in and listening to us. And uh, if there's any new listeners out there, we appreciate you tuning into our podcast. You can find us, ladies and gentlemen, if you know somebody who loves NASCAR just as much as we do and you do. Please turn them on to our podcast. They can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, and iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. That is correct. So please, thank you each and every week for tuning in to us. As for Tam and myself and Alters No Breaks, we will see you here again next week. We won't see you next week. That's right. (laughs) I wanted to see who was paying attention. We are taking off Easter, but we will see you here the following week, Texas. Yes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Turns No Breaks. And if we decide to go live, you'll know because you're following us on social. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 